This is Gareth Southgate, and this is the Three Lions Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Three Lions podcast. My name is Russell Osborne. This is an independent England football supporters podcast. You join me Friday night. Uh, we are just wandering down Wembley Way along with everyone else. All heading towards Wembley. I've already been for a, a beer in the Green Man. I've already had a beer in the Torch as well. It's Friday night. Why not? Um, yeah, one day I think I'm going to do a podcast, checking out all the uh, all the pubs, all the eateries in and around Wembley, because I think probably there's, there's plenty of you that that come from around the country and maybe just hit Wembley, go straight in without even knowing what is in and around the stadium. So you know, some stuff maybe I'll look into um, in the. Uh, in the future but as I came back from the Green Man walked past Wembley Arena Wembley Arena is the the music venue to to one side of the stadium whilst the uh, whilst Wembley's been rebuilt over the past few years Wembley Arena has has just been left to itself Um, but who's playing Wembley Arena tonight 50 Cent 50 Cent is still in the house I think that's one of his songs. Um, 50 Cent, Get Rich and Die Trying. Uh, but he's playing Wembley Arena tonight on the same night that England play Malta. But, but there we go. So we're going to head down towards the stadium. And obviously it's Malta at home tonight. And there is also going to be a tribute to Bobby Charlton tonight. By all accounts, it's going to be a, a nice display. I'll see if I can describe that for you. Right. Let's, uh, let's find my ticket and let's see whereabouts I'm going. I made it up to the, uh, the stadium, just outside the concourse. And speaking of Bobby Charlton, obviously doing a uh, tribute to him tonight. Nice touch is the, uh, the programme. He adorns the, uh, the front of the programme. It's, it's, it's a nice, nice tribute to him. Hopefully in the stands it will be as well. Right, here we are. Entrance C. We are making our way through. No beeps. Thank you. Thank you. Into the ground. We are taking a seat behind the uh, the goal. Plenty of England flags already hanging to be seen by uh, the TV audience tonight. But um, just thought I'd run you through the through the team. But just, actually, just before I do that, Jude Bellingham and Levi Colwell they pulled out since the uh, since the preview episode. I think it was. Um, but the, the starting eleven tonight against Malta, fairly strong. Jordan Pickford, Kieran Trippier, Fakaya Samurai, Connor Gallagher, Mark Gay, Harry Maguire, Phil Foden, Jordan Henderson, Harry Kane, Trent Alexander-Arnold, and Marcus Rashford. Now, it'd be quite easy to say England are going to score a hatful tonight, but it's. Uh, it's important to remember, I think obviously we, we only beat them 4-0 in Malta. It'd 
beaten 4-0 previously um, in the other away game a couple of years back. I don't think I think we're going to get a fair few tonight, but I don't think I don't think we're going to have a double figure score. Put it that way. So I'm going to go half. Uh, I'm going to say that England are going to win 5-0. Tonight we celebrate the life of one of England's greatest ever players, Sir Bobby Charlton, won 106 caps, scoring 49 goals for his country. Bobby Charlton picture, either end of Wembley Stadium. As a Sir Bobby mosaic made out of cards on one side of the ground. St George's crosses either side and the one time I think where it is nice, where there are camera lights being used in the stadium as the lights are dimmed and people have put their cameras on. Okay, we're ready to get going. Oh, that's that's a horrific own goal. So Foden's put the cross in. Oh, that's unlucky. One nil, eight minutes gone, an own goal. Half time almost upon us, and it says something when there's already been Mexican waves in the first half. Paper aeroplanes raining down. There it is. To be honest, I was expecting a few more boos than I actually heard there. But I don't know how it came across on the telly, but from half an hour into the game, people were streaming out. Streaming out. Malta the Fair had a uh, couple of opportunities. One within the uh, first minute, almost. Very San Marino, that could have been. And it took an, uh, an own goal on eight minutes to, uh, to divide the teams. Not a lot else in it. Harry Kane possibly should have had a penalty. And they haven't done a replay and it was up the other end of the, uh, the pitch from where I am. Well... Least said about that, the better. Get me to Skopje. And welcome to Macedonia. Like many England fans coming to the game today, we've had to come from various parts of the, the Balkans basically because of a uh, lack of direct flights going into the country. And, of course, the ones that do, the prices are hiked up quite quickly. So I've seen many go via Copenhagen, Hamburg, Athens, and then uh, onwards into the country. And then I've got to give a uh, special mention to those that have come by coach, uh, myself included, 
coaches have come from all over, really. Um, I, Paul Dennis organised one from Thessaloniki um, in Greece, which is one that I came on. There was one, Mark Griffiths organised some from Pristina in Kosovo, Dean Cornish, he's organised some from Tirana in Albania, as have uh, a couple of others, I think. A few minibuses, I think. It's fantastic effort, effort superb. Um, and I think it's important to acknowledge these because, I don't know, possibly won't get acknowledged anywhere else. I think it's just important to know the effort that England fans have put in into helping fellow England fans. Although uh, travelling by coach does have its, uh, its downsides. He can be stuck at borders um, for a little while. And to be honest, uh, we had a couple of hours between Greece and the uh, and making our way into Macedonia. And from then, the border in Macedonia, we were given a police escort all the way uh, to Skopje, into the centre, to the Holiday Inn, where we've uh, collected, collected our match tickets for the game later. Although there was no explanation as to why we needed a police escort. Two coaches being led by a, a flashing Fiat Panda. <laughs> it does make you think, do, do other travelling fans have the same situation? I don't know. But it does also make you wonder, the English history, does it still carry some weight of being problematic, shall we say? You'd hope not. But perhaps those... Those days and thoughts are, are still with us. I don't know. Anyway, but we've gone an hour back in time rather than the two hours of Greece ahead of the UK. But here in the centre of Skopje, walking along the river, and you may remember that Alex from the, the Macedonian account, Twitter account, he told me about Skopje and the amount of statues that are dotted around the city. And he's not wrong. There are loads, and I've been here five minutes. And not just are there uh, statues, there are lots of stray dogs as well. I'm going to go for have a beer and find some Tosi Gravski, I think it's called. And we'll make our way onwards to the ground. So in the short time that I've been here, uh, it's apparent that Skopje is nestled within a, within a mountain range that sort of surrounds it. Just as sort of dusk came, the uh, the sky almost turned a it's like a, a very sort of dusty red, which was which was quite nice. Uh, I think I've seen the the centre of town. Um, there's a a square with a humongous guy on a uh, on a horse dominates the square. It's, it's massive, but it it doesn't seem overly busy. Um, but there is an abundance of policemen around who, I don't know, they're just standing on their phones, fag in hand, just chatting amongst each other. Uh, but I found some Tosky Gravski, uh, which was alright, a bowl of beans um, in, a, in a ceramic bowl. I don't know if it had a little bit of cheese on the top, uh, but it was alright. It was warm. So the square, that main square actually, that I say, uh, with the, the horse on, there's a, a huge crucifix lit up um, that's sort of high up on the 
on the hill on one of these mountain ranges just on the side and it kind of dominates over where it's illuminated it's uh it's quite nice but i found out the name of the river the river is called the river varda um so i'm going to walk alongside that it's a, it is a fast flowing river to be honest and there's some there's some old boats that sort of sit sit alongside it i don't know if they they can't be original surely but they're old sort of like tudor boats maybe um they're probably used for events i'd imagine um probably restaurants on there um but but there there must be three four of those along the river as i say the, the river is is quite fast and i must admit the, the temperature is dropping quite a bit now um so i'm thinking that this but the river I don't, it's not somewhere i want to get too close to um, but you can see the, the floodlights from the ground um, in the distance, and by all accounts, it's a uh, it's a 10, 15 minute walk along the uh, the River Varda here. So um, yeah, I'm on my way. And 15 minutes later, we are inside the grounds. There's so many riot police on the uh, on the walk along the river. I'm not quite sure what they're expecting, but there was a lot. A lot of plastic riot shields that they're, uh, they've all got. Hopefully they won't have a need to use those as we, uh, as those that are still to come in or when we go back after the game. Seems a little bit over-necessary, but there you go. It's quite a, uh, a rigorous pat-down. They're obviously looking for things that weren't allowed to be let in. There was talk of no keys, no coins. I've got through with with everything that was in my pocket, uh, but it was quite rigorous. Everything that that needed to be seen had to be had to be shown. Although having said that, they did take a water bottle off of me, um, but I can live without that. But anyway, inside the ground I am, and whilst it's it's still relatively early, it's beginning to fill up. It's like the seats are divided up into like red and yellow strips as it were so uh, looking opposite at the other goal there are a couple of red areas then there is a yellow area red area um, and then as you as you look round the ground it it arches up almost in a way that if you think of like Huddersfield's ground in a sort of twisted way um, it sort of raises up along the side and then drops down behind the goal um, but it's, it's an athletic stadium ground there's the running track in front of us channel four are down there in the corner the pitch whilst we heard um, from Alex in the preview episode that the pitch has been relayed it's a new artificial pitch and I did read earlier that apparently some were saying that it's too hard I don't know what, where the pitches can be built too hard. Uh, I'm not quite sure how that would be, especially an artificial pitch. I guess it depends on what's underneath it. Um, but, but for an artificial pitch, it looks a little bit funny colours in some places. It's got like the, the traditional stripes up and down it. But looking across to one side, it looks incredibly worn, um, as if they've got an an old bit that they've just put down 
Um, but we'll, we'll have to wait and see how it how it holds up throughout the game. And pro probably this is one of its first proper outings that the uh, that the pitch will have had. But it's slowly starting to fill up. But it is it is quite chilly. But already there are a, a few flags dotted around Leicester City. Uh, there's a Walsall flag, I can see Derby County down the front. Who else is there? CJ's one is there, of course. Lots of England flags dotted around. Portsmouth one over there. The England section is, is behind the goal. Uh, we were given 2,300 tickets, I think it was, in the end. Uh, so it's behind the goal. So as the team's just being announced over the loudspeakers, let's just run through it quickly. We've got Pickford in goal. Carl Walker, who incidentally is captain tonight because no Harry Wall, no Harry Kane. Uh, Harry Maguire, Mike Gay, Rico Lewis comes in for his first game. Trent Alexander-Arnold, Declan Rice, Mikhail Saka, Phil Foden, Jack Grealish and Ollie Watkins gets the start. So it's a, a slightly different team that started uh, the other night against Malta, but it's that rotation that, that perhaps we want to see. Harry Kane gets a rest. Maybe he'll come on as the, uh, the game goes on. But at the moment, the teams are just about to come out. The stadium is, is pretty full as it is at the moment, which is great to see. Loads of England fans inside the, uh, the away end. And to think that Italy bought a minibus full to this end and England have packed it out for the last away game of this campaign. The last away game may be uh, until Germany next year. We'll have to see. Twenty-five minutes in, and the Macedonian crowd have had their first real chance to uh, get going. Harry Maguire, in all fairness, probably gave away a penalty. Wasn't given though. Uh, and now Macedonia have a, uh, a free kick, just by the corner flag, and they get a chance to uh, to ping it into the box. Let's see what happens here. Oh, swung it in. Mr. Header. But England haven't offered a great deal. England playing away um, towards the goal, away from the, uh, the England fans, so at the other end of the pitch. Ollie Watkins at the moment doesn't appear to have been given much service. We've had a couple of corners. England fans doing their, uh, their best to get behind the, uh, behind the team. And 10 minutes after... Harry Maguire looked like he brought the player down. Macedonia involved in another incident. I think it was Rico Lewis on their number nine in the box. Referee currently at the monitor. Here he comes. VAR decision says. Points to the spot. Penalty to Macedonia. <laughs> The little kids, ball boys behind the goal in their fluorescent orange jackets jumping around. Number one, England! Number one! 
And must have only in number 10, with a ball in his hands. Pickford looking to, uh, to put him off. The little ball boys behind the goal with their phones out. This to put Macedonia ahead. 40 minutes on the clock. Saved it and scored from the rebound. The ball boys, ball boys running towards them. Half time, 1 0 to Macedonia. Didn't see that coming. To be fair, we haven't offered a great deal. I think it was until the very last bit of injury timing at the end of the first half there. I think Pakao Saka had a shot that was just either went over or was just took a deflection over. But nothing other than that, not a lot else. Need to do need to do better in the second half. Whether we'll have some changes remains to be seen. So a couple of minutes into the second half, we are all square. Kaio Saka. Dancing around on the edge of the... Uh, I'll give out a VAR check. After we thought we'd scored. I bet it's offside. Makai Osaka danced through on the, uh, the outside of the, the box. Crossed in. And Jack Grealish had the most easiest of tappings. But we've now got a VAR goal check. Fed up with VAR. Obviously, England fans feel the same. Just takes far too long. So long to check a goal. Lines on screens. Check one, check two. As the ball's rolled back to the goalkeeper. No goal, offside. Harry Kane comes on as a substitute. First touch, header in from a corner. We've offered nothing until he's come on. It just shows you what we need of him and God forbid if anything was to happen to him but yeah it was a corner that he rose up headed in Macedonia won England won and there it is, an end to England's European Championship qualification campaign. Ends in a uh, drab draw in Skopje. One all. Ultimately, we didn't offer a great deal. 
really. I don't think we really tested their goalkeeper whatsoever, other than Harry Kane coming in to, uh, to head past him. But he, his all-yellow outfit is almost pristine, really. Credit to Macedonia, has to be said. They've done well. But it's a bit of a disappointing end, really. Oh, 5.15am, the, uh, the coach pulled up in Salonika this morning. A few hours sleep before I had to check out where I managed to get a coffee and a croissant before heading myself to the airport and currently waiting to head home via Milan. So I thought whilst I'm doing that, a couple more thoughts and observations about last night. I'm sure you may have seen on the telly uh, the coverage that there were a couple of empty sections behind the goal where we were situated. I know the, the supporters club managed to increase the away allocation to I had a quick look, 2,332, but there should have been, or could have been, more scope for, for an extra couple of blocks either side, and there would have still been an empty area either side of both supporters, if you kind of get what I mean. I don't know how that could have been arranged, or who would have been responsible for arranging that, or what extra things are taken into consideration for that, but it just seems a shame when there were so many people keen to go and there was, I don't know, maybe an extra, uh, my estimations aren't good, but maybe about an extra 800 seats there? I don't know. Who knows? I've since read a couple of reports on the game. Turns out our goal was actually an own goal uh, and it wasn't credited to Harry Kane. Although I certainly think he's... His presence in that moment caused the goal, though. And from where I was standing, I don't think that that new pitch played much of a part. I don't think there was any real issues were there. I know there was a fair bit spoken about it in the, uh, the lead-up to the game. It didn't seem to prove many issues, as far as I could see. And I can't remember if I mentioned the referee last night... But it did seem the game was, was it maybe a bit too much for him? Macedonia, they got many of the, the decisions. But ultimately, though, we weren't good enough. So I'm not going to lay too much blame at the referee's door. This game and, and the Malta one just felt, just felt a bit flat, really, didn't it? Especially when you consider the, the Italy home and away games. Macedonia at Old Trafford. Shouldn't complain too much because we qualified and that was the ultimate aim. One thing you can't fault England fans for is their humour. Uh, you might want to tune away if bad language offends you. <laughs> uh, but the game ended uh, and as Channel 4, the broadcasters in England, as they were filming with, with their pundits, uh, it was Joe Cole and oh, the guy that used to play for... Aston Villa, Manchester City, his name escapes me now. Um, this was what was being sung. <laughs> uh, 
basically Channel 4, they're not your traditional footballing broadcasters in England, for those that may not know. Uh, generally, it's BBC, ITV or Sky, uh, and I guess more recently, BT Sports, or whatever name they go under now. For those of you in Barcelona in 2007, I think it was, you'll, uh, you'll also remember Satanta Sports and a, a similar situation. Anyway, the, the rest of the qualifying, France, the other night, they played Gibraltar, 14-0 they won, a new high score for them, uh, nine different goal scorers plus an own goal, and I think Gibraltar had a player sent off fairly early in the game, which was unfortunate for them. Obviously, we're assured of qualification, as are Scotland. Northern Ireland crashed out early, and Wales shot themselves in the foot after only drawing with Armenia, but it appears they are still in with a shout um, for one of the last couple of spaces. Um, they may even get one through the playoffs. We'll have to wait and see. Do you know the name? Jolien Lescott. His name's just come to me. It was Jolien Lescott um, on Channel 4. Where was I? Um, so who else will be there next year? Already assured qualification, of course, are Germany as hosts. Albania, Austria, Belgium, the Czech Republic, Denmark, France, Hungary, Italy, the Netherlands, Portugal, Romania, Serbia, Slovakia, Slovenia. I always get confused with those two. It's going to be a nightmare for me next year, Slovakia and Slovenia. Uh, Spain are there as well, Switzerland and Turkey. So it's really looking like a strong lineup, one where we will have to be at our very best to be considered as possible winners. But that is, of course, a conversation for another episode. So I'm going to leave it there, as I am shattered, I have to be honest. Um, and I think my flight is fairly imminent. So I'm going to wrap it up. Thanks for listening. Uh, it's been good to put some names to faces, have a couple of beers with people. It's been an enjoyable trip, um, even if we had to factor in the football. But until the next time, take care of yourselves. Cheers. <laughs>